Welcome to the third episode of the K-pop show, a K-pop podcast for K-pop economists. I'm Trulina Law, a senior at Evergreen Valley High School, here to present to you economics in K-pop. Today, we'll be discussing consumer goods. Get it? Consumer goods? Okay, I'll stop. We'll be discussing fandom culture and how their consumerism in merchandise, brand collaborations, and their spending habits during K-pop tours have impacted the economy and South Korea. As we have previously talked about in the first episode of this podcast, we know the factors that contributed to K-pop's rise to fame. First, the music industry in South Korea is highly competitive and focuses on producing high-quality content that is both visually and musically appealing. Additionally, K-pop groups have often have a strong fan culture that promotes fan engagement and loyalty. And last, Social media and streaming platforms have made it easier for K-pop to reach a wider audience globally. K-pop has had a significant impact on the South Korean economy. The music industry itself has become a major export, contributing to the country's GDP. A report by the Ministry of Culture and Sports for the fourth export strategy meeting mentioned that content exports hit $12.45 billion in 2021 thanks to the global popularity of Hallyu, or the Korean wave. Hallyu noticeably took off on YouTube and Netflix during the pandemic. K-pop sold more than 80 million albums around the world in 2022, and the number of global Hallyu fans soared to 156.6 million in 116 countries in December 2021, a 17-fold increase from 2011. Furthermore, K-pop has boosted the tourism industry in South Korea. Let's talk tours. Fans from all over the world visit the country to attend concerts to see their favorite artists in person. K-pop tours have become increasingly popular in recent years, both within South Korea and around the world. These tours typically involve K-pop groups and artists performing live concerts in various cities and can attract large audiences from fans from different countries. According to an article written by Asia Fund Managers, BTS's three live concerts in Seoul in March 2022 have attracted two 46 million fans, both online and offline. The shows drew a total audience of 45,000 at Seoul Olympic Stadium for the three days and were also watched live by 1,020,000 and 1.4 million fans, respectively, online and at theaters. From an economic standpoint, K-pop tours can have a significant impact on the South Korean economy. They can generate revenue for the music companies, concert venues, and local businesses, such as hotels, restaurants, and souvenir shops. Additionally, they can promote South Korea as a tourist destination and contribute to the growth of the country's tourism industry. Not to mention, fans even visit K-pop-related attractions such as the SM Entertainment Cox Artrium and the JYP Entertainment Building. This has led to an increase in job opportunities in the tourism industry and has helped to stimulate local economies. K-pop has also generated revenue for the music industry. K-pop tours can be a lucrative source of income for music companies, who often earn a significant portion of their revenue from concerts and tours. 
This revenue can then be reinvested in the industry to support the development of new artists and content. Overall, they stimulate economic growth. For example, the Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism and Korean Culture and Tourism conducted a joint study that showed the revenue generated by BTS's hit song would be able to approximately provide 8,000 jobs during the COVID-19 pandemic. All these points seem amazing to the contribution of South Korea's growth. How could there be any downsides to K-pop tours on the South Korean economy? Well, there are extremely high production costs. K-pop tours can be expensive to produce, with costs including venue rental, transportation, and equipment. These costs can be a burden for music companies, especially for smaller companies or lesser-known artists who may not have the same level of financial backing as more established names. Just the venue alone can cost up to $50,000 to $100,000, excluding workers, staging, and other necessities needed. There is also a limited reach of where K-pop tours can go. They are often limited to specific cities and countries, which can limit their potential impact on the South Korean economy. Many fans that tend to get upset if their favorite group never comes to their countries ultimately stop listening and being a fan of the group. Additionally, not all K-pop groups and artists may have the same level of popularity or success overseas, which can limit the reach of their tours. However, these fans are for real hardcore so they will go above and beyond just to see their favorite groups perform. Now, you might be wondering, just how much do these fans really spend to see and support their favorite idols? Well, according to the Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism, and Korea Culture and Tourism's joint study, K-pop merchandise, in particular, has made a significant impact by raising revenue to the tune of 114.5 million USD. But, Let's get down to an actual fan. iPrice, an e-commerce aggregator, managed to nail down, putting together all data from various sources to find out the average fans spent for a K-pop group. Brace yourself, because these starting figures are for how much a K-pop fan spends on average. According to the study, ARMY, the name of BTS's fans, rank number one when it came to spending the most money on a K-pop group. On average, a female army would spend an average of 1,422 US dollars a year. Take into account that that person has collected at least 15 studio albums or EPs, attended concerts, and purchased numerous exclusive merchandise. Given that each album is around $25, Concert tickets and amenities can cost up to $200 to $400 each, and merchandise makes up the rest of the total. It is quite understandable how the average fan can spend that much. In comparison, members of the TWICE fandom, known as ONCE, spend around $824, and those that are Blink's, Blackpink fans, spend around $665. Granted, these two groups have debuted later than BTS, yet these fans have already spent so much money. Plus, it's not just these fans spending their money on tours and merchandise. K-pop groups have such a large impact on what they advertise towards their fans, even if they are not advertising something actively. Fans will be able to find what brand their beloved idol is using. 
and they will buy that specific product to the point where the product sells out. For an example, there was one famous interaction. BTS's youngest member chatted with some fans in the group's fan cafe. During the chat, the member began talking about laundry, and a fan asked him what product he uses. To that, he answered that he used the Downy Adorable Fabric Softener, and fans began sharing this information, leading to the product selling out online. The member himself was unable to buy it. There have been several instances like this, and fans don't just sell out Downy's Fabric Softener, but they even sell out designer goods just because their favorite idol is wearing it. Of course, this has caused a major shift in the market for these goods, and they can definitely thank K-pop for that. To make matters even worse for the fans' wallet, K-pop companies often release multiple versions of albums and merchandise to encourage fans to often purchase them and collect every single album with all the inclusions that the company has to offer. The fan culture is highly focused on collecting merchandise and attending concerts, which can obviously be expensive. Many have even decided to make accounts on social media dedicated to trading and buying K-pop albums, merchandise, and inclusions, especially photo cards with each other. Photo cards are exactly what you think they are. They are small, card-shaped with a photo of a K-pop idol on them. All K-pop albums have a photo card, and depending on the album and the company, the albums either have one random photo card of a group member, or they can offer four to five random photo cards in an album, all with randomly selected group members on them. So, therefore, when you purchase an album, you don't know what photo card you get until you open it up. Of course, there are ways to combat this. If you get a group member who isn't your favorite, you turn to social media and start trading. Or, People avoid this altogether and go to someone who group orders albums to ensure they get the group member they want. So, let's talk a bit more about group ordering in K-pop and how it affects the South Korean economy. Group ordering, known as bulk buying, is a common practice among K-pop fans where they pool their money together to purchase large quantities of albums, merchandise, or concert tickets. This is often done to increase the chances of their favorite group or artist winning on music shows or achieving higher sales numbers. Many groups have also fan signs or fan calls for randomly chosen people that purchase their album, so many of these group ordering people tend to bulk buy to get a better chance of meeting their favorite idols and interacting with them. They will be able to get all the signatures of everyone in that group. From an economic standpoint, Group ordering can both have both positive and negative effects. On one hand, it can contribute to the overall sales figure of the K-pop industry and boost the success of individual groups and artists. This can lead to increased revenue for music companies and stimulate economic growth in the entertainment sector. On the other hand, group ordering can also create an artificial demand for certain products, leading to a skewed representation of the market. This can make it difficult for smaller companies or lesser-known groups to gain traction and compete with more established names. Additionally, group ordering can lead to a culture of excessive consumerism, where fans feel pressure to spend large amounts of money to support their favorite groups. Group ordering can have a significant impact on the sales figure of K-pop albums and merchandise, especially during the first week of release. The number of pre-orders and first-week sales are often used as indicators of an artist's popularity and success, which can cause significant stress on both the artists and the fans. 
when a group or artist has a large fan base that participates in group ordering, it can significantly increase the sales number and chart rankings of their albums and merchandise. This can lead to increase in exposure and media coverage, which can further boost their popularity and success. While group ordering can be a way for fans to support their favorite artists and contribute to the success of the K-pop industry, it can also lead to excessive consumers and haters would say there is an unfair advantage for certain groups. However, there is little to no chance that these K-pop companies will limit the amount of albums purchased by a single person as they want to promote their group as much as possible. While there are certainly negative aspects of this, such as fans going to, into debt to support their favorite artists, like me, it's important to acknowledge that this consumerism has also led to job creation and economic growth. Additionally, many fans see it as a way to support their idols and show their appreciation for their hard work. That's all for today's episode of Consumer Goods. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy learning about this fascinating topic. Please join us next time for another exciting discussion on The K-Pop Show, a K-Pop podcast for K-Pop economists. Ending this podcast is this week's K-Pop song choice, Super by Seventeen. Just think of